This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hola, bienvenidos, buongiorno. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your hot mess of a host, Lo Von Rumpf, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. No place I'd rather be than here with my lowlifers. I hope you're having a good day so far, a good week. And if you're not having a good day or a good week or you're feeling shitty or stressed, overwhelmed, just life is not working in your favor right now. One, I've been there. We've all been there at some point, my God. Uh, but you've come to the right place. Yeah, we're about to put a little smile on your face and turn that frown upside down. We got a great show in store for you today. That's the thing about life. You know, sometimes it does feel a bit heavy. Sometimes it feels like a lot. And in those times, sometimes you just need to escape. At least I do. So when I feel a little anxious or I can feel myself uh, having the stress build up inside me or I'm getting a little depressed, you know, one of those little cycles of grief uh, start to rear its ugly head my way. Of course, I always feel it. I want to not suppress any emotion, but, but it's nice to have a place. Well, in this case, it's a, a headspace that you can actually go to uh, that can put a smile on your face and hopefully make you laugh and also learn something because that's always you know, my main objective with this show is to you know, make sure you're feeling good and also taking something away with every episode. All right, it's time for an update that nobody asked for. Not a single soul is asking about my mental health, but I'm going to let you guys know that uh, this week, I'm going to rate it a solid 8.5, bordering a 9 out of 10, which is unheard of for me these days. That's <laughs> it's very surprising. Uncharted waters for me. Yeah, that's a solid, like, what, 85% B+, plus, almost a 90, almost an A, grade A for mental health. Holy shit, what a week, huh? So the thing is, this particular week, I've been challenging myself to go out of my comfort zone. And it's been beneficial in the best way possible for uh, my mental health. So you guys already know I'm a schedule person. I'm a planner. I love a good planner moment. Uh, that's how I thrive and survive. And I like that everything is planned out for me in my day. With planning, there's you know a sense of control that you have and, and making sure that you can be productive and that sort of thing. Um, but it's also important to be spontaneous once in a while. And sometimes you got to just like go with the flow. And that's something I'm definitely always challenging myself to do because I want to be a nice, healthy balance. I don't want to get too set in my ways because that's not fun to be around. Uh, so this week in particular, it was the week of saying yes to spontaneity. And yeah, it paid off. It was great. I went to a Vincent Van Gogh art exhibit in uh, Hollywood, which was beautiful. I went with one of my girlfriends, had a really good time. Then one of my friends invited me to a jazz night. And it was like a spur of the moment. I think it was on Tuesday night. They're like, hey, do you want to go to a jazz night uh, tonight at like nine o'clock? First response that automatically popped into my head was absolutely not. No way. Like, I want to be in bed by like 10. I got an early morning tomorrow. I get up around 530. Like, it's not going to happen. Sorry, hard pass for me. But spontaneous challenging myself to go out of my comfort zone version of low said, sure. Yeah, I'm down. See you at nine. So I put on a cute outfit and met up with my friend uh, and had the best time. It was great. We had some drinks. We were laughing, listening to music. I got to know new people, uh, made some new friends, and ended up being an amazing night. And I didn't get home till like almost one o'clock in the morning, and I still had to be up super early. 
but I felt like it was worth it to me because I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to sleep much tonight. Uh, but last night was awesome. And I'm glad I did it. I also said yes to doing a rowing class, <laughs> yeah, like a boat in the ocean, like rowing, you know, something I've never done. Didn't grow up doing that. You know, that's like a white man's game. Like I've just picture a guy from like Connecticut going rowing. Um, but you know, Latinos aren't like, Hey, you want to go on my rowboat? <laughs> you know, like, it's not typically something I would do, but, uh, it was at the crack of dawn and I freaking loved it. I'm ready to buy a rowboat and hit the ocean, hit the big seas, Moby Dick over here. <laughs> uh, I also went on a cute date night. Yeah. And that was really sweet. And so yeah, it ended up just being a really nice week so far. So I hope that if you are a scheduler or a planner or you're not that spontaneous, I mean, yeah, I get that. And maybe you might want to spice things up and just start saying yes to some shit this week uh, because my default setting is usually no, or yes, I'll do it, but let's plan for it in advance. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, saying yes feels nice. I sound all positive right now. Watch next week. I'm going to be like, Hey guys, mental health, Solid one out of 10 had a little bit of a mental breakdown. <laughs> so you never know what you're going to get. Mixed bag of tricks. That's life, right? But I'm going to savor every good moment that I have. Journal it, appreciate it. And yeah, just take it one day at a time. That's all we can do, right? Okay, I want to jump into today's episode, which is part two of all of your sex questions answered. It's below the belt. Uh, with sex therapist Vanessa Marin. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, you won't be disappointed. I love having her as a guest. She's great. And all of the questions were submitted from you, the lowlifers, the listeners. Um, so we answered some questions then. And today we're going to continue answering your questions. And thank you for writing in. Whether you DM'd me your question or you put it in the little question box on the gram or in the Facebook group. But thank you for being so open, honest, and vulnerable and just laying it out. Yeah, we got a total of, I think it was 338 questions and they were all very specific. Some of them kind of related to each other. So I kind of grouped them together. But yeah, you guys definitely had some great questions. And that's why even though this is a two-part series, I'm like, I'm going to have to have her back because we got more questions to answer, more preguntas from my lowlifers. But on today's episode, we're going to cover a lot. We talk about porn with your partner, also porn addiction. We talk about retrograde ejaculation. I had no idea what that was. I was like, what? Is that like horoscope semen? What's happening? So we cover that. Also, what to do when your sex life has become boring with your partner, navigating an open relationship. There's some big mistakes that you can make. So what to look out for and also how to set some ground rules. We cover fetishes and how to increase your libido. And she also gives some great tips on how to talk dirty in bed. Ay, papi, por qué te conocí? Ooh. We also talk about the best techniques for foreplay and the gold standard to give a good old-fashioned BJ, how to give the best blowjob. I love that Vanessa also broke down the two sex drive compatibility types, which I didn't even know existed, but we also talk about how to find your match in bed, how to initiate sex with your partner when you're the one who always wants the sex and you're tired of being rejected. So yeah, we answer all of those questions, and of course, there's some laughs along the way, and we get a little messy with it. But there's some great takeaways from this episode, little golden nuggets of wisdom, if you will. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. It's the Below the Belt episode, your sex questions answered with sex therapist, Vanessa Marin. Hit it.
when it comes to role play, is that very popular with couples? Role playing? Is that a thing? Okay, so we just put up on Fridays, we do poll parties on our Instagram account. Yeah. Then we put one up today that was like, do you role play? And I was just looking at it. And I think 17% of people said that they had role played. And only 17 only 17 i thought it was going to be way higher than that yeah but i oh, think i answered that, um, that poll i've role played yeah i i feel like a lot of people do but it was very low so we'll see it was i only looked at it right in the first couple of hours so maybe it's gone up but maybe less people role play than i thought yeah okay let's jump into another question from a low lifer this listener writes in and says I've been dating my boyfriend for three years, and every time he comes, little to nothing comes out. When this first happened, I asked him about it, and he said, yeah, sometimes not much comes out. But in our three years, every single time, nothing has. I've looked this up and researched about retrograde ejaculation. Was mm-hmm. that like horoscope ejaculation? <laughs> the hell is that? But I don't know what that means, and I don't know if it could ever get fixed. We have a great relationship. However, I don't know how to bring this up and make a remark on his penis because of the fragile male ego. Mm. I don't want to bring up my past and be like, men usually have way more cum than that. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, don't say that. I'm used to freaking raging waters over here. But I love him and I know I want to marry him all and have babies one day with him. But I don't know if we ever will be able to do that because of this. And I want him to be able to get this checked out. How the hell do I approach this? Mm. Okay. okay. So retrograde ejaculation is when instead of, of yeah, instead of shooting out the urethra, out the penis, it actually goes backwards into the body. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty, it's rare, but it definitely is something is that painful? happens. No, it's not painful. It can be painful in some cases, but for the majority, it's not. So it is something that he should talk to a doctor about. But, you know, I think that she could she could encourage him to see a doctor and to say, you know, yeah, I know we've talked about this before that, you know, there's not much that comes out. That doesn't bother me, but I'm just curious if that's maybe something that you, you know, should check out with your doctor. So I think if you just phrase it in that way, don't say anything about like, you know, to all of the guys in the past would just shower me and come anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Don't make him feel self-conscious about it. But it could be a sweet thing to say, like, you know, I want to have your babies. I want to make sure that we're all set to do that in the future. Let's check on those little swimmers Mm -hmm. and make sure everything's okay in the pipeline. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, I just would, I would phrase it more in a medical standpoint, like be kind of objective about it rather than talking about like, you know, it bothers me that you're not coming a lot during sex. Yeah. Because he could get self-conscious about that and feel like, oh my gosh, you know, and it's not something that he has any control over. It's just his body's doing something. And the the reality is it's not affecting her pleasure, right? Like he can Mm -hmm. still do whatever and she can have a good time. So it's just, Mm -hmm. it sounds like she's more concerned about it from the pregnancy standpoint. Yeah. This is more like a medical issue. Yeah. Maybe she could even say, like, don't even mention not coming, but she could say, hey, I know we're, you know, planning on getting married. We want to have kids. Why don't we both get checked out just to make sure that everything's good? Or, you know, if there's anything that we can do now to make sure that we're all set up for this, even if it's, you know, years down the road that they're doing it. So maybe if she participates in it as well, he won't feel like he's being singled out. That's a great way to do it. Great advice. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love it. 
oh yeah, I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend it to my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. Next listener writes in and says, my hubby and I have sex only four times a year. Is this normal? I'm hating it, but he's completely fine with the lack of sex. What the hell should I do? Mm, that's a tough one. Four times a year. Mm-hmm. It's more common than you would think. Yeah, there are a lot of. I've had out that there. before. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was like in a five year relationship, and one of the years, mm-hmm. I think we had sex like four times in the year. But it was there was a lot that went down. Death, a lot of things yeah. happened. So yeah. that affects it all. But yeah, this yeah, seems to be the the norm for them. But you're saying this is common. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in long term relationships are you know having sex like six or fewer times a year. It's it's very common. And whenever we talk about sexual frequency, I always like to be super clear that there is no normal and there is no like magic number that we all need to be having. Sex. You don't think like, there's an average? I mean, there are averages for sure. But I, a lot of people are like, how much sex do I need to have? Like if I want right. to have a healthy Def- relationship, yeah. how much sex should I should be having? And there's no number that's going to work for every couple. Like we are all too unique for that. So I've definitely worked with plenty of couples who had sex a few times a year and they were so happy with that, which it sounds like the guy is. Like yeah, They felt connected. That. The times that they did have sex, it was great. It left them feeling satisfied for a long time. Like they were happy with that. But of course, it can be a problem if there's one partner in the relationship who's satisfied with that and one partner who is not. And so, you know, every couple has mismatches in their sex drives to some degree or another. These sound like these people are, you know, more on the extreme end of it. So she's got to figure out, you know, what is it that she's looking for? What is she wanting? And have a conversation with him about it and let him know. Because it sounds like he's just kind of happy as a clam. And maybe he doesn't even realize that she wants to be having more sex. So there are so many things that they could talk about. But, you know, it could be how often does she want to be having sex? What would feel like her ideal? It could be, you know, could they have different, put different options on the table? So maybe he doesn't want to have intercourse that much but, but he, he can could go use down. a toy on her he could go down on her yeah. he could even just lay there and like maybe you know watch some porn with her while she masturbates so there are so many more ways to be intimate than just having intercourse and when we put more options out on the table we're more interested in in having it more frequently yeah so have that difficult conversation but make it with options. Mm-hmm. So then there's, yeah, it can go down a few different avenues. Yeah. So I, my, I'm kind of wondering like, does he even know it's a problem? Cause it yeah. sounds like he's just happy and he's like, yeah, we have it our couple times a year. It's great. You know, whatever, <laughs> yeah, just like four times a year. Yeah. So talk to him about it sooner rather than later. So you're not getting to this point where like the resentment is really building up and you're getting pissed off at him yeah. and, and talk about it in this way, in a positive way. Like I love connecting with you. I love being intimate with you. I love that we get to create create this like little world that's just ours. And I want more of that with you rather than if you come into someone like, why don't you want to fuck me more often? You know, yeah. like the way that we bring up these conversations, it's so important. It <laughs> makes such a huge difference. Yeah. And timing is everything too. Mm-hmm. 
like read the outside room. of the bedroom. Don't do it like right after somebody's just turned down for sex or you've just had sex, like any important sex conversation outside of the bedroom at a completely Breakfast. separate time. Yeah. Have Go your morning smoothie. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. This listener writes in and says, hi, Lo. Recently, my husband went out of town and he left his laptop. I was on it. I'm not proud of the fact that I looked at his history and I saw the porn that he was looking at. Now, I'm bringing this up because I'm a 34A cup. I'm small chested, um, but all of the porn he was looking at were specific to women with huge boobs. I feel broken and completely insecure. It's almost like a fetish he has. Literally every single video was centered around women with big breasts. Don't know what to do or how to bring this up to him, but I just feel very insecure and uncomfortable because he's probably not happy with me. What should I do? Okay. So first of all, Oh, that sucks. He's like going on like mother jugs and like all these, like, <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I don't think it necessarily says anything about his attraction. Divorce to her. him. <laughs> no, End the relationship. Okay. We're on very different pages <laughs> about kidding. this one. <laughs> no, no, I think, but what we... do you do? I would feel so insecure if I was her. That's oh, my heart goes out to her. That sucks. Okay, so here's the thing, though. Like, let's say that you and I were trying to decide, like, what we're going to have for dinner. And I say, I want to have Chinese tonight. And you're like, oh, I kind of feel like Italian tonight. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. I'm really feeling like Chinese. Like, me liking Chinese, does that mean I hate Italian? No, it just means that's what I'm in the mood for at this particular point in time. So us liking something does not mean that we hate Anything that is not that right. thing. Right. Fair, fair. So him looking at bigger breasted women, like I, I completely understand that like she saw this and was like, holy shit, is he not into me? But those two things are really not the same. Like him liking big breasted women doesn't mean that he's like staring at her thinking like, God, she's so unattractive. Why doesn't she have huge boobs? And the other thing too is like, if we're getting satisfaction with, you know, something that we are attracted to, like, it's natural for us to like, look at other things. So he might be thinking like, he might be super attracted to her. And like, I love her body. She's beautiful. I love touching those titties. And like, he just (laughs) feels kind of filled up with that, like small titty energy that he's getting from his partner. Okay. And so he's just kind of exploring other, you know, other possibilities alone at night, five Mm -hmm. nights a week when he's, on his laptop, he's well, looking at yeah, these so like, big titty bitches. Get the hell out of my house. <laughs> Pack your bags and leave. No, I'm kidding. The, I mean, the, there could be a separate issue around how often is he watching porn? Is you know how is the porn affecting his relationship with her? So it definitely can get complex that way. Okay. And it could be possible that his preference is big-breasted women sure. for sure. That could be possible. But like when we choose our partners we don't look at our partners as just like this set of body parts. And like, I got to find the exact perfect combination of all the things that I like. Like we look at partners as a full living, breathing human being, Of course, you know? And so, okay. So let's say the worst case scenario, he really would have preferred that you had huge boobs and you have small boobs. Like, yeah, that does feel, it makes you feel a little self-conscious. It makes you feel a little sad, but if he wanted to be with a big breasted woman so badly that it was like his deal breaker, he would be with a big breasted woman. He Amen. chose to be with you. Yeah. So don't get yourself too worked up. I take it back. Don't divorce him. <laughs> it's okay Stick to feel self-conscious. Does she like, tell him that she looked at his laptop? 
I don't think so. That's yeah, a, that's some a things breach are better of trust. Left unsaid. I don't think they need to talk about this. I think for her, it's just, it's allowing herself to have her feelings. Like we can't control our feelings. We have to, that you know, is such a breach of trust. Yeah. So we have to like be at, be at peace with our feelings and give ourselves, you know, validation, but also decide like, okay, just because I had a feeling, it doesn't mean that I have to take any action. It doesn't mean that the feeling is right. So for her, it's kind of sitting with like, how do I sit with this insecurity has come up for me, but I've got to look at it in a different way. But mm. yeah, it's a, it's a big breach of trust to have looked through his stuff. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't bring it up in, in this context. Fair enough. How do you feel about porn? You down for some porn? I know it's typically, I feel more catered towards a male audience mm -hmm. and everything we've talked about, you know, with the female orgasm and stuff. And if you watch porn, straight porn or hetero porn, the girl, the female is always getting off mm -hmm. and it's like a lot. I mean, there's a lot of acting that goes into it. Oh yeah. Is it common for women to watch porn? more like as common for, uh, as it is for men. And what are your thoughts as a professional sex therapist? Can it be dangerous waters? Yeah. Porn is really, really complicated. I don't think that porn in and of itself is evil or terrible. Like people have been making and consuming porn since the dawn of time, practically. Yeah. So like there, you know, it's sexy to watch people having sex. So I don't think it's like that. It's just pure evil. But I do think <laughs> there are a ton of problems with the porn industry. You know, it's there's so much violence against women, degrading women. There's, you know, porn oh, is geez. porn is shot to be entertaining. It's not shot to be realistic. But for most of us, we get our sex education from porn. And so we think yeah. that porn sex is how real sex should look like. And I definitely see a lot of issues with people who watch a lot of porn every single time they masturbate, just like the other masturbation stuff that we talked about earlier. If you're only watching porn, like every single time you masturbate, you're training your brain and your body to need that stimuli and that sensation. So I think that it's so easy for people to get into dangerous waters and to have complicated and harmful relationships with porn. So I think the solution is make better porn and be more mindful about how we're consuming it. Yeah. I do little porn breaks for myself. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm like, mm, I'm going to take a little porn break. Two, mm -hmm. three months. Yeah. Just depends. I uh, just, I don't want to be dependent on that yeah. either. Yeah. Sometimes exactly. I need to use my imagination. I know. And our imaginations can be so fun. Sure can. Get to a weird place. Okay. <laughs> I've had some weird sex dreams about friends. Okay. Next <laughs> I've one. had a lot of weird sex dreams about friends. So. Have you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty much any person who's like been in my life for a significant period of time, they're going to, they're going to show up in a sex dream. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I've had them about like female friends too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where'd that come from? Yep. <laughs> okay. Our brains just like to play. My husband and I are exploring an open sexual relationship. Advice. We are new to this particular lifestyle. It feels a little shrouded in shame. How should mm. we approach this to keep our relationship healthy. Oh, yes. Okay. So first thing bringing is, in yeah, bringing in uh, someone else, opening the relationship up. This is becoming more and more common. We're removing the stigma from it, which I think is great. Monogamy should not be just the default option. We should all be thoughtful about figuring out what relationship model works best for us and what we like. So when it comes to opening your relationship, the first thing to know is that it requires an exceptional level of communication to do correctly. And so it's very important for you to do, to take baby steps going into it. So I would first have a lot of conversations about 
what are you looking for out of this and what stuff feels on the table and Mm -hmm. off the table? Like some ground rules. Yeah. You definitely have to set ground rules and make sure that you guys are on the same page. So like, again, let's start really small. Sometimes people think like, okay, we're going to open our relationship and it's just like, go fuck whoever you want, date whoever you want. Oh my God. Okay. That's intense. (laughs) So you don't want to do that. (laughs) Calm down. Yeah. So go slow and figure out, okay, you know, what, what starting place do we want to have? So, you can do things like, you know, maybe we just flirt with people at first, but we're not actually meeting up with anybody or we're sexting with people, but again, not meeting up with people, but really get clear for yourselves and and go through specifics of like what feels okay to me, what does not feel okay to me and come up with some ground rules for yourselves. The other thing I'd say is don't ever open your relationship hoping to save your relationship. A lot of people do this. They get into like, you know, we're not having a lot of sex. It feels kind of boring. Maybe we open it up to spice things up. And just in the long run, I have so rarely seen that work out. I think we need to approach open relationships as like, it has to be a value for you of like, I don't think monogamy is the thing for me. I think we should love multiple people or, you know, be intimate with multiple people. Like that's the kind of place that we want to go to. So talk through what are your boundaries? What's on the table? What's off the table? And talk through potential scenarios. So ask each other, okay, let's say we start doing this and one of us is able to hook up with other people and the other person can't find anybody to hook up with. What do we do? What do we feel in that situation? Oh, see, I always thought when a couple is opening their relationship, it's like for a threesome. But mm, it, yeah, that's one option. So that's why we have to get clear on like, you might be thinking. Oh, because if you were trying to do your own thing, like get the hell out of here. <laughs> and your partner might think open relationship oh, means I'm another so thing. I'm so monogamous minded. I can't do it. Yeah, there, there are just so many ways to do it. Can't it's do it. we play together with another person. It's we play separately. It could be having sex with people or it could be dating people or both. You can get into things about like having primary versus secondary relationships. Like there's so many ways to do it, which is really beautiful and great, but you just just want to make sure that you and your partner are on the same page. Are you and your husband, are you guys in an open relationship? Nope. I'm very monogamy minded, you but are. okay. yeah, for us, it was really important that both of us, like we actively chose monogamy. We didn't default to it. Got it. You know? So That's, I think, I'm I think it should be boat. a choice. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I'm just, for me, I would rather spend my energy and attention making our sex life as exciting and fulfilling and being yeah. as free. like, I want to put, pour all of my energy into our sex life and for me, it doesn't feel like expansive to do that with other people. I just want to direct that to him. Oh, same Z's. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not married or I'm not with someone right now, but I definitely. That's your vibe. That's my vibe. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is uncommon in the gay world. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a lot of open relationships happening. A lot of sleeping around going down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think there are some people that are into monogamy, of course, mm-hmm. me being one of them. But for some reason, like. I am down to be a complete slut and just get dirty with it. Mm-hmm. But I want to do that solely with one person. Yeah. Once I Agree. have the person, let's throw it down. Uh-huh. I'll do anything. <laughs> want to pee on me? That's weird. But I'm down. Maybe it's not weird. It can you know be. What? You do you. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What does that stem from? Someone wanting to pee on you. Usually it's just the tabooness of it. Like there's okay. something that feel like it feels forbidden and dirty and naughty. And so a lot of us get turned on by things that we feel like we're not supposed to do. Okay. But I don't, I think like with, you know, with fantasies or fetishes like that, I think there's this tendency of like, we want to understand like the psychological reason, like, you know, what happened like, as what a the child hell that made you? you into it. And like, it made you want to piss on me. It's so random. <laughs> yeah. Like some, sometimes there are people who have specific 
early experiences that they can trace it back to and say like, that was the time that I started getting interested in this. But for most of it, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just really into shoes. Or I'm really into feet. Uh-huh. There's some guys or females who have a foot fetish. Or Very common. There's a lot of fetishes out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm open to all of them. I don't have any specific, but... That's a great quality to, to just be open to yeah. your partner's interests. Yeah. yeah, whatever my partner's into, sure, I'll dibble-dabble. Let's, let's play. This next listener writes in and says, okay, dirty talk, low. I find it so uncomfortable, awkward, and embarrassing. My boyfriend loves it. I struggle with it. I don't even know what to say. I'm not even someone who likes to curse. What are some <laughs> key words or phrases that I could use? Help. Oh, wow. Okay. So again, like I'm always about the baby steps here. Like to start talking dirty, you don't need to Are you to, about like, to give us some phrases? You know, yeah, I can give you some phrases. <laughs> <laughs> I might not have to make eye contact with you while I say them, but I can give you some phrases. I'm dead. <laughs> so no. a lot of us feel like we have to like be filthy, you know, when we dirty talk. <laughs> yeah. So, like you can start off really simple. So you could say something like, that feels so good. Yeah. Like that's not that hard to say. Right. And it's not like, but it's still, it's something, it's a starting point. So you can say like, that feels so good. Don't stop. I yeah. love when you're doing that, you know, that kind of stuff, like keep it so simple. And then when you have practice, like saying that a few times and you then realize you like, Hey, <laughs> me. come on, just get in there. Then you get like more comfortable. Hard. You're like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. I'm like working up my confidence. Harder. So like, yeah. yeah. And so th- this is also a question that you could ask him and be like, okay, what would be like some of the hottest things that you would like to hear yeah. me say? And then he gives you specific ideas. Cause a lot of times people, and I, on a, I'll be honest, like sometimes this comes up for me too in the moment. I'm like, I just don't know what to say. Like I get a little like writer's block. <laughs> writer's block, so, little tongue tie. Well, yeah. So sometimes you can, you know, if you have ideas beforehand of like, oh, this is a specific phrase that I could say then that can just help you in the moment relax. But like, keep true. it simple. Yeah, like that feels so good. Do that harder. Do it more. Do that longer. You know, anything that shows any sort of enthusiasm for what's happening in the yeah. moment. Yeah. A you little d- Spanish in the mix. Oh. I remember, no, my, <laughs> this one guy, he loved when I throw a little Spanish in there. Mm. But you know what? I have to say too, this is just advice because dirty talk is one thing. I mean, who wants to just be silent in bed? That's so awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think you could make noises. Yes. Like just yeah. because you don't like to dirty talk doesn't mean you have to be quiet. Yeah. Like that's you can great- show that side through you know, mm-hmm. different ways. That's another great starting point. Like I've definitely worked with people who are like, I'm so embarrassed. Like I can't, I can't even open my mouth during sex. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, and so I tell them start yeah, with sounds, like, you know, it's just breathe heavier, make moans, you know, yeah, work your way definitely up Definitely got to throw it. some moans in there. Yeah. And then so they know you get more comfortable good. making noise. Also put some music on in the background so you don't feel like so on like, you know, your words are just echoing around the bedroom. Like <laughs> have a little music on. <laughs> you can do some, like, you some really dirty, like some dirty R&B or something. And maybe that, that'll give you some inspiration in the moment. Your <laughs> You're like blasting R. Kelly, like dark. No, no, no. R. Kelly is too dark for me. It's just too soon. My God. Yeah. I, I think a little R&B is good. Also, like boys to men can't go wrong with that. Oh. A little D'Angelo. Miguel's Ooh. great. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'm in the mood for Enya while I'm getting railed. Really? <laughs> I believed you for a split second there. It's like, okay. Little Enya. Why not? Um, I do love a Pure Mood soundtrack, though. Are you familiar with Pure yes, Moods? Yes. 
Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that soundtrack. But that's a great tip, putting on music. Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't feel so on display. Also, just copy what your partner is saying. You know, yeah. like you can use that for inspiration in the moment too. Like if he's saying like, oh, your tits are so hot right now. Like, and be like, oh, your dick's so hot. You know, just like okay. turn it around, but use it for some inspiration in the moment. Oh, great tips. Any tips you can suggest for giving a good blowjob. I struggle with them. I gag. Don't love giving them, but I want to be good at it because I know my partner loves them. This is a female listener. This Mm -hmm. applies to anyone. Okay. So my best tips for blowjobs is to use your hands. I think too many people think of blowjob and they think the only thing they can do is use their mouth. Like a deep throat stitch? Yeah, exactly. Because we see it in porn, right? And we feel like you have to get all the way down and then people start gagging. They get really freaked out that they're going to throw up. Like all this stuff happens. But you do not have to do that. So a really great blowjob uses your hand for the tightness and your mouth for the wetness. There you go. And if you really have a sensitive gag reflex or a lot of times people are like, my jaw starts to hurt or like my mouth is small. (laughs) I can't can't handle this big throbbing (laughs) cock in my mouth. Sorry, I'm petite. (laughs) It always cracks me up. Like I just picture somebody with like a tiny mouth. (laughs) Your finger can barely fit in. Help me. I don't know how to get it in. (laughs) Yeah. Like if that's the situation, like you could just say no. You could say no. Yeah. But yeah, you do not have to put that much of it into your mouth. So use your hand to create that tightness, to give him that like Around the base feeling. of yeah. the penis. You can even use both hands if he's really big or you just really want Don't to use like the tip the of your mouth. Stimulate Don't... the gooch. Oh, yes, for sure. Get the whole area involved. You can go back door. I think that's kind of the gold standard is like <gasps> one hand on the dick, it one is. hand on the balls, mouth on the head of the penis and the little finger going back door. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say of execution, being excited about it. Oh, yeah. Enthusiasm is the biggest thing. Like, you don't even have to get that complex with your technique. If you're just making him feel like you're just worshiping his cock, you are so into it. You're so turned on. Like, he is going to be so turned on. So just use that mouth for a little bit of wetness. Just lick around it. Put your mouth on it. Like, you don't have to, you know, be so complex about it. And don't be be cute with it. Oh, yeah. Just get nitty gritty and just have fun with it. You know, Mm -hmm. I think some people also worry about trying to look hot while they're doing it. You look hot while you're doing it. You do. And it's called a job for a reason. You know, you got to get in there and do the work. (laughs) Also, like find a position that feels comfortable for you, too. Like a lot of people do it with the guy lying on his back and the person like crouching over like on their knees. And (laughs) that can be a tough position to be in for a long time. Yeah. You know. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Find a different one. Like if he's standing and you're sitting in front of him that can be nice if you trust your partner not to try to face you like (laughs) you could be on your back and he could be crouching over you a lot of women hate that like if somebody's grabbing the back of your head like trying to force you onto it it's the worst worst. and it's not cool to do that so if you're you have a partner who's a good person is not going to do that just find a better position every partner i've had is like viciously face me no they haven't but like uh it's you happened a couple consent. times you have to get consent for oh that. Like, my you god can't just force well that. nowadays i'm like i have a podcast to host you know mm-hmm. i gotta make sure my vocals are yeah. on point so that, don't bro. you dare face me god bless it all right here we go next question what do you do if you like sex once it's going but you never feel turned on to initiate it mm-hmm Okay, so you are a responsive sex drive type. 
So most people don't know there are two sex drive types, spontaneous and responsive. So we've all heard about spontaneous and we all feel like that's how our sex drive is supposed to work. Sure. But there's another type. So the two types boil down to where you feel desire first in your head or in your body. So spontaneous sex drive types are going to feel it in their head first. So you're just like going about your day and all of a sudden like, Ooh, I want to f- right now. Like sex sounds yeah, good, right? Really? Okay. But responsive types are going to feel it in their body first and then their head is going to catch up later. So this is a classic responsive sex drive type is that you get into the middle of sex and you're like, huh, this is feeling good. Like, why don't I ever want this more? You get to the end of it and you think the same thing. So it's not that anything's wrong with you. It's not that you're broken. It's just that you have a responsive sex drive type. So you have to get your body turned on first before you get in your head thinking like, yeah, this is fun. I want to do it. So when it comes to initiating sex, like you're not going to feel the desire out of nowhere. Like, oh, let me just go run and find my partner and let's get down. What you're going to need to do is instead create times for the two of you to start being intimate, like physical with each other. So having more frequent makeout sessions, giving each other massages, scheduling sex can be a great thing. But where oh, you're, I love a scheduled sex I moment. I think scheduled sex can be great. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so fun. I mean, we like scheduling dates. You know, we yeah. get so excited and the anticipation of it. Like we can have the same thing with scheduled sex. So yeah, that's what you need to do is give your body time to get turned on first, then your head's going to get excited and get into the game too. Fair enough. Okay. So we have one more question from a listener. She writes, what exactly is squirting and can anyone learn how to squirt? All right. Squirting is a very popular topic. This is a female listener, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Here we go. (laughs) It's the guy from earlier who doesn't know how to ejaculate. Okay. So just as penis owners can ejaculate, vulva owners can ejaculate as well. So squirting is the expulsion of fluid through the urethra. So the fluid comes from these glands called the Skeen's glands. It's not pee. It's a common misconception, but it does pass through the urethra. So it's going to have traces of pee on it because the urethra is where you pee out of. It can be very different. Like for some women, it can be just like a little bit of a dribble that's happening. For other women, it actually can be like a squirt. For some women, it can be like a gushing kind wow, of thing. So, super soaker. Yeah. So the level of, of uh, the amount of liquid really varies. But the important thing to know about squirting is that squirting and orgasm are two separate things. Okay. So you can squirt without having an orgasm. And squirting itself does not feel pleasurable. It feels like when you're peeing. Like you know, it, it, there's not really a sensation to it. It's oh, just like so it's peeing. just like a fun little trick in bed. Mm-hmm. And you can orgasm without squirting. But the problem these days is like squirting has gotten so popular that people think that like a squirting <laughs> orgasm is like, that's the only real orgasm. So squirting became a trend it did. on TikTok or I what? swear. No, I swear. Like in porn? Like, Five to 10 years ago, the only emails I would ever get about squirting were women saying like, I do it. I hate it. It's so embarrassing. How do I stop? Yeah. And now every woman's like, how do I do it? I need to know how to do it. My partner says that he won't be satisfied unless I do it. Or my partner thinks I'm faking it unless I'm squirting. So it's really important to recognize squirting is not orgasm. It's not even pleasurable in and of itself for most women. So you can learn how to squirt. We don't have like great data on is everyone capable of it, but it seems likely that probably everyone uh, is. But I just think it's so important for women to really get clear with themselves on like, 
do I actually want to squirt because I'm curious about my body and I want to explore or am I doing it as a performance for my partner? Because my partner is saying like, I have to do it. Or my well, partner now saying, that you explain it though, I'd say like everyone wants to do it just for performance sake mm -hmm. because the if there's no pleasure there's no pleasure to it it makes a mess a lot of women say like it's annoying because then it's you know if I'm having sex at night then I have to strip the bed sheets off and like wash them or put new sheets on um some women like will ruin their mattresses because there's so much liquid so it's mm. it's really just created so much performance pressure which I think is a bummer yeah fair enough all right Okay, I don't want this convo to end. I could talk about squirting and orgasms and come with you all day, all night. And there's still so many questions uh, to answer from our listeners that we haven't gotten to yet. So that just means you have to come back as our resident in-house sex therapist for the low life. Uh, but I also don't want to miss the opportunity to do a little round of uh, rapid fire questions with you. It's a low life tradition here. So it's time for a round of rapid fire questions with sex therapist and orgasm queen, Vanessa Marin. Let's go. Cottage on the beach or cabin in the woods, queen? Cottage on the beach. Beautiful. Celebrity crush, male, and then your female celebrity crush. I really like Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, yeah. He's in True Blood. L oh, my. Mm -hmm. Love him. Mm -hmm. And then J-Lo. She looks so she hot does. for 50. Like, sure oh my God. Do you believe she got Botox or do you think she's just injection injectable free? I think she's probably had a lot of work done, but 100%. I don't care. I think she looks no, incredible. Yeah, do you get mm -hmm. filled up if you need to. But she says that she's never had a needle in her face. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. But she looks fantastic. Whatever she's doing. If your belly button had a magical power, any power when you press it, what would you make your belly button do? I mean, can I say like shoot out money? Yeah, sure. Anything okay. you want. Yeah. Shoot out some dinero. I always think like money's a good choice because then I can, I have so many options with money. There you go. Love it. What is your go-to cheat meal? I don't like the phrase cheat meal because I don't think we should feel guilty about the foods that we eat. I think really? that we should. Yeah. I think that we should celebrate foods that we eat. And like, I definitely believe in eating healthy and like worshiping my body, treating it really well. But if there are times that I feel like having some ice cream or a cookie, like I want to savor it and enjoy it and have a sensual experience with it. <laughs> I don't want to feel guilty about it. Fair enough. But like, you're going to tell me if you don't eat some chicken nuggets and a little fry from Mickey D's, you know, as it's going in, it's probably not going to digest for about two years. Oh, I know that, but I'm going to enjoy it. You're going to still savor the moment. I'm going to savor the moment. Okay. So what's your go-to savor the moment meal? I love French fries. There we go. Yeah. Give me a good French fry. Are we doing uh, McDonald's, Jack in the Box, Burger King? Del no, Taco. I want like a fancy French fry, like thin cut. I oh, want some like chopped, chopped garlic, maybe some truffle oil, a little Parmesan oh, on it. So like, elevated. I want to go fancy with those fries. Love that. All right. When are you most inspired? I'm most inspired when I'm talking to people. I think just being able to connect with people, bouncing ideas off of each other, having mm -hmm. conversations that feel like intimate and vulnerable and real. It's so inspiring to me. Beautiful. What is a movie that is a mood changer for you? One you've watched more than once. Maybe you can even quote it, but I won't have you quote it right now. Okay. Not meaningful at all, but I just have such a soft spot in my heart for mean girls. Uh, I go watch mean girls a million it. times. Yeah. Not profound, great. but like you go Glenn Coco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's I a cult it. classic. Yeah. Same. Mm -hmm. I just watched it the other night. 
what is your top love language? Are you familiar with the love languages? Mm -hmm. So there's acts of service, physical yeah. touch, words of affirmation, gifts, and quality time. Which one is the best for you, Queen? I am such a sucker for words of affirmation. Like if I'm even in the, the Pilates class and the teacher's like, good form, Vanessa. I'm like, my day is made. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> you can make me a very happy lady just by Aww. a simple compliment. What is the last show you binge watched? Cruel Summer. Cruel Summer. Oh, on Netflix? It's Hulu. It was on Hulu. Yeah, it was like set in the 90s about a girl that goes missing. It's Ooh. in three different time periods. It's very interesting. It wasn't like the best show ever, but it was compelling. But my most recently watched favorite show was Love, Victor. Have you seen it? No. Oh, my God. That's another one I haven't seen. Love, Victor? Love, Victor. It's about a gay teenage boy in high school. He's Colombian. And it is like oh. the most heartwarming yeah, just sweet, pure one. show, but also really funny. And they also tackle a lot of complex issues. Like I'm obsessed with it. You oh, have to watch it. I can't wait. You'll I want to watch it. it this weekend. Something that people commonly get wrong about you. I would love if you're like, <laughs> I don't like sex. <laughs> Actually a virgin. I'm like, oh shit. I'm a prude. I'm a prude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't stand my husband. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. <laughs> I think people think that I am really tough. Uh, I have a big personality and I like to talk, um, but I'm a very sensitive person. I've got oh. a really tender heart. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not super tough. Wait, what's your horoscope sign? I'm an Aquarius. Oh, yeah. That's an air sign. I love Aquarius. It's a water bearer, but yeah. it's an air sign. You have an insane imagination, right? Mm -hmm. Usually imagination oh, yeah. and, and creativity are your mm -hmm. strong suits. When you die and come back to this world, let's say you believe in reincarnation, you get to choose an animal. Which animal would you choose to come back to this earth as? Definitely a pug because <laughs> I have two. We connected over that. Love our love of pugs and my pugs have the best life. So I just think like, yeah, spending my life as a little pug, so devoted to its owner, just wanting to make it laugh and cuddle and be sweet. <gasps> so like, sweet. It's a good life. <laughs> I'm start bawling. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> We've really gone all over the place with this podcast today. Really? Uh, Vanessa, when I followed you on IG and I saw your little bundles of love, your little pugs, what are their names again? Maggie and Winston. Maggie and Winston, the yeah. royals. First of all, my heart melted. Uh, you have a black pug. Yeah, Maggie's uh, a black one. And then a fawn. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what it is, but when I find out someone has a pug, automatically in my brain, mm -hmm. I'm like, they're an incredible person. I can trust them. Their family. I don't know. I just go right yeah. to like, I've never met a pug owner who I didn't love, to be honest. And if you don't love pugs, it's definitely a red flag for me. I think it really is. Yeah, we hired a business manager last year and she has two pugs as well and like included them in her job application. And I was like, done, hire her. So sweet. <laughs> well, because I think one, pugs are an acquired taste, but I've just, I look at them like, if you don't like pugs, it's like, do you not like to laugh? Do you not have a sense of humor? I question everything. Yeah, they're um, the because best. Because they are just the sweetest little animals ever. I love all dogs, but pugs yes, are very near and dear to my heart. And the last thing, I, I love to leave the low lifers with a, a quote. Going into the weekend, the podcast comes out every Thursday. Um, so just from you, uh, it could be a quote you love, your own personal mm -hmm. quote, or something that you like to live by. But just leave them with a little something to go into the weekend. Okay, so I just recently read this Brene Brown quote that it's not new. It's, it's old news, but it just resonated with me so strongly. The quote is, strong backs, soft fronts, wild hearts. Mm. And I was like... 
that's the way I want to live my fucking life yeah. that I want to have, you know, confidence, stand my ground, not take in, you know, criticism or opinions from people that I don't care about, like behind me, but I want yeah. to be soft and tender to the people in front of me who love me and care about me and, you know, let them in. And I just want to have a, a wild heart. Yeah. Just free uh, and wild and creative. So and, good. Right. That's a great quote to go into the weekend. Mm -hmm. I want that like tatted on my lower back. Oh, right. I'm like already thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> great quote. Um, I want people to be able to stay in touch with you, to slide into your DMs, mm -hmm. uh, to enjoy your podcast, which is so good. You guys have to give it a listen. But can you plug Pillow Talk and, and then where they can find you, your website, all the good good for the listeners? Yes, I would love to connect with any of your listeners. So yeah. we're on Instagram at Vanessa Marin Therapy. Therapy. And um, definitely come over there. We have like a free guides highlight that has a ton of free fun stuff. Xander and I do stories every single day together where we talk about different topics. It's such a great thing to, you know, watch every day to open conversations with your partner if you're in a relationship. So check us out there, Vanessa Marin Therapy. We have a podcast called Pillow Talks with Xander and Vanessa. You can find that on any of your favorite podcast networks. And then the website is vmtherapy.com. And actually, if you go to vmtherapy.com slash free, you can find all of our like free guides and goodies and everything. Yeah. Too. And you have some great tools to like help with like the orgasm and mm -hmm. like BJ tips, like all that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I feel like you have a crash course available for people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have a, you know, a series of online courses about things like female orgasm, mismatched sex drive, low libido. We have a 30 day sex challenge. Like we have a lot of fun stuff if you want to dive in, but we also like, it's part of our company values that we give away 95% of our content for free. So wow. come check out all of our fun free stuff too. Freaking amazing. Thank you so much for being here, queen. Thank you for you having me. You are the me. best. This has been Will so you come fun. back another yes, time? Yes, I'll bring Xander too. Oh, I would love <laughs> it. Yeah. We definitely want to have you back. There was still a lot more, so we'll have to do another one, but thank you again for coming and uh, thank you. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. All right, I just got to take a moment and say thank you. Gracias from the bottom of my little spicy heart to my incredible listeners. And I always want to take a moment to appreciate and thank you for listening because I wouldn't have a podcast if it weren't for you. I can do this show and we can continue to produce these shows and have more great content for you because of you, the listener. So thank you. And the fact that you take the time to rate, review, and follow this podcast and share it with your friends, like that's the way this podcast can still stay afloat, especially a little shit show like this one. We're new to the game. Uh, we're 44 episodes in, but your support really matters. And taking the time to write a review on Apple Podcasts, that helps tremendously. That's one thing you could do. If you love a podcast, like leave a review for it. Not just mine, but any that you listen to, uh, especially the new ones, uh, because it does help with sponsors and adds that whole thing, the analytics, the algorithm. It just really helps with new shows. And it's the more reviews, the better. Um, I'm so thankful for my listeners because they'll write multiple reviews. I mean, it could be anything you want it to be. Drop a few little dick emojis, throw a couple tamales, a unicorn my way, uh, a few happy faces. Or you can actually write something, which a lot of you do too. But I read each and every single one. And I'm just very thankful for the five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Again, because I love doing the show and putting out free content for you guys. And yeah, we can continue to do that because of you, boo-boo. So I want to just show my appreciation and gratitude to you guys uh, by opening up the Low Life Gifting Suite. We've already sent out a few amazing little gift packages for you guys, uh, but that's my way of saying thank you, gracias, for all of your support. I'm picking people at random in the review section on Apple Podcast. Leave your Instagram handle at the end of your review uh, because then I'm going to 
DM you, get your address or my manager will DM you and we'll be able to send you a little something, something from the low life gifting suite, hyaluronic serums, some amazing beauty products, some of my favorite summer must have treats, gift cards, pickle popcorn, trashy sangria mix, basically anything I'm obsessed with that I've talked about on the show. uh, That's what I'm gifting to my listeners, picking them at random. So again, just leave your IG handle in the review and I'll be picking them. And yeah, you have a chance to get a little something special in the mail. And who doesn't like free shit, right? I mean, that's my love language is gifts. I love receiving them, but also giving them. Um, So yeah, just, it feels nice to do something like that. And just again, show my appreciation and gratitude. And that's one way I can do it. All right. So I'm going to shout out some listeners who've taken the time to write a review on Apple podcast. Here we go. All right. First review comes from M E R E dog, mayor dog. All right. Assuming your name's Meredith then. All right. Mayor dog. She writes review update five stars. I'm updating my review since I left my first one before the podcast released. I can proudly say I was not wrong. This podcast is the best. If we all had Lowe's ability to self-reflect and empathize with others, the world would be a better place. No matter who you are, where you come from, or what you believe, you will walk away learning something from each episode, and not in a boring, preachy way. We keep it light and fun. Keep blessing my eardrum weekly with your sweet, sweet voice. Love you, King. Staying hydrated. Mirror dog. (gasps) Oh, that's so beautiful. You queen. Um, I appreciate that so much. And yeah, I never want to give off a preachy vibe because I'm in no place to preach about shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just as messy as the next person. So yeah, I always just want to keep it honest. And vulnerability is a very big part of this podcast. And it's challenged me in different ways. So thank you for appreciating that and, and listening. All right, next review comes from Deborah in Oregon. Oh, I love Oregon. Specifically Bend, Oregon. It's one of my favorite places. Good old Pilot Butte. Get yourself a delicious burger. I don't know what part of Oregon you're in, Deborah, but I'm glad you are listening to The Low Life and you're here with us today. And she writes, five stars, laughing face, laughing face, laughing face. This is me while listening to your podcast. Thank you for keeping me entertained while doing housework and for introducing me to, gee, thanks, just bought it. I will proudly be wearing my neck fan while in Vegas this month. You are the best. Oh, yes. The neck fan. It like goes around your neck and just blows that air. I love it. I bought one too. I'm rocking it all the time. See, the thing is when I get ready, especially if I'm in a hurry, I just get hot. Even if my AC is on and it's cold in my place, I'll still kind of get like flush because I think just the adrenaline going like before I try and get out the door. So anyway, that little neck fan is a game changer. All the products on that episode, we did a G thanks, just bought it. Uh, Shit you didn't know you need episode. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that one. Treat yourself, boo-boo. There's some great products in there. Also, a lot of that stuff I'm sending out to my lowlifers. I bought a bunch of those products, so y'all be sharing with you guys. I'm glad you're enjoying the show, Deborah, and keep rocking your portable neck fan. It's the freaking best. All right, next review comes from Trisha Fox. Oh, I love that name, Trisha. It's usually short for Patricia, no? Or Patricia? I don't know. Love the name, though. All right, Trisha writes, five stars. This is my all-time favorite podcast. Love getting all of my info from you, and you crack me up. I'm constantly sharing your episodes with everyone. Thank you for my weekly LOL moments. I love you, puta. By the way, I'm drinking a lot more water now (laughs) with a laughing face. Queen, thank you so much for sharing this podcast because that's such a good way to help build this community is sharing it with people. I appreciate you. And the fact that you're drinking more water, I thank you for your support for the podcast. Your body is thanking you for staying hydrated. 
and your skin is grateful that it's all nice and glowy. I'm sure it is uh, if you're drinking more Water Queen. So thank you for taking the time to write that review and share it with your friends and family because it freaking helps this little engine that could or couldn't at times. It helps it stay on track, you know, keep moving forward because of listeners like you, Patricia. I have time for one more review. This one comes from We Be Fit, W-I-E, Be Fit. All right, We Be Fit writes, five stars below the belt. Did not know what to expect with this episode. Either did I, Queen. But I will say it was super informative and hits on so many real concerns. I feel like you were in my head at times. Thank you for being so real. Keep it up low with a heart. Mm. Oh, Queen, I will be keeping it up. Literally and figuratively, I check my testosterone levels and they're looking good these days. So yeah, sex drive is back. I'm ready to go. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for taking the time to write that. And I'm so happy that something from the show can resonate with you or answer questions that you had in your head. Oh, that makes me so freaking happy. Makes doing the show completely worth it for those type of moments. So uh, thank you guys for messaging me and sliding into my DMs and taking the time to review. Again, I appreciate you so much. Oh, and I don't want to forget about the Facebook group. Okay, I'll put a link to the Facebook group in my bio uh, on Instagram just so you guys can get to it easy. Um, I've done a couple swipe up links for it, but oh, it's popping off in the Low Life Facebook group. I'm obsessed. So if you haven't had a chance to join the group, please do so. It's great because it builds a little pod community out and I get to put you know a name with the face and, and talk to you guys even more so through the Facebook group. The Facebook group's also great because I'm able to get opinions from you guys. And I'll ask you guys, what do you guys think about this guest? Or who do you guys want to hear from? Or what questions do you have for this upcoming guest? So so you're definitely in the nucleus of the low life podcast, the mothership, if you will. That's what the low life Facebook group has become. But it's awesome because there's funny videos that people share. Of course, I'm dropping memes all the time. People are sharing pictures of their pets. Some great advice has been given, whether it be dating, marriage, work advice. I mean, just the sense of community of people asking advice or input and There's one listener who wrote in the group, you know, I'm looking for a good recommendation for some online shopping for like back to school type clothes. Um, And people had great options for her and someone else just wanted to get opinions. Do you think I should buy these jeans or are they trash? And (laughs) people offered their opinions on that too. So yeah, it's a really cool little place to be a safe place. And a lot of the Facebook group members are also vinos and you know, the vinos are my people, especially considering I'm a freaking vino myself. So yeah, join if you haven't already. Again, I'll put the link in my bio. I'm so glad this Facebook group has become a a positive puta paradise (laughs) with great advice uh, where the listeners can get to know each other even more. And I can get to know you guys too, which is awesome. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and a beautiful weekend ahead. Reach out to a friend just to tell them you love them. Have yourself a nice glass of wine. Maybe do something spontaneous. Live your best life, kings and queens. But don't forget to drink your water puta. Because <laughs> I know you're thirsty. <laughs> we, we love, love you. you. And we're out. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Over there with you. <laughs>